This is where scenes and sequels come in. It's a simple technique developed by an American writer by the name of Dwight V. Swain. That almost sounds like a caricature of an American name, doesn't it? Dwight V. Swain. Hi there. This is Lee Turner, also known as Robert Pym. Thanks very much for downloading this edition of Writing Books and Stories. Hello. Today we're going to talk about some writing tips, and in particular, how to build tension in your writing using a particular technique called scenes and sequels. I'm going to give you some examples of scenes and sequels and how they work, and explain why, although it sounds formulaic, it's actually quite a good way to structure your story. I recently went on a great Arvon writing course, and there was a commissioning editor there of immense experience. Somebody asked her, why do you reject manuscripts? And she said, the main reason I reject manuscripts is no story. So how can you make sure that your fiction has a strong story that people will want to read? Or to put it another way, how do you make sure that your fiction has bite? This is where scenes and sequels come in. It's a simple technique developed by an American writer by the name of Dwight V. Swain. That almost sounds like a caricature of an American name, doesn't it? Dwight V. Swain. And he came up with these two elements called scenes and sequels, and each in turn is divided into three sub-elements. Swain said that to have a cracking good story you should start with a scene in which someone is trying to achieve a goal. The sub-elements are, number one, the goal, what the character is trying to achieve. Number two, conflict, something preventing the character from achieving that goal. And thirdly, disaster. The quest to achieve that goal in this scene ends in catastrophe. This structure you will have spotted ensures that your book is full or your story is full of conflict, which is an essential element of readable fiction. So how might a scene work? Let's look at the first chapter of my Berlin thriller, Blood Summit. The heroine, the brilliant troubled diplomat Helen Gale, has the goal of briefing the British ambassador on the upcoming Children's Summit in Berlin. She runs into conflict. Someone starts throwing rocks at the embassy and her maddening boss, Jason Short, not based on anybody I've ever met, of course, comes in and tries to show her up. Finally, disaster strikes. A bomb goes off outside and the ambassador falls bleeding to the floor. So there you have goal, conflict and disaster. That is a classic scene. And in my Berlin thriller, Blood Summit, the chapter ends at that point as the ambassador falls to the floor, giving us the splendid bonus of a cliffhanger. And indeed, the scenes and sequels structure is very good for setting up cliffhangers. If you look at Blood Summit, it's got a cliffhanger at the end of absolutely every paragraph. Sorry, not every paragraph, not quite. At the end of absolutely every chapter. So what 
if that's a scene, what's a sequel? Again, it's got three parts, according to Dwight V. Swain. Firstly, it comes after the scene that you've just written. So first of all, you have reaction. The character whose point of view is in the scene takes stock of what's happened. They notice it's happened. They, they begin to be aware of it. Secondly, after the reaction, you have a dilemma. The character faces the challenge of deciding what to do next. And ideally, none of the options should be easy. Otherwise, there's no dilemma. Third part of the sequel is the decision. So he or she decides what to do next, setting up the goal for the next scene. So reaction, dilemma, decision. For an example of how this works, we can look at chapter 3 of Blood Summit. Here, Helen, our heroine, reacts to the bomb with puzzlement. This helps to establish her character as a brilliant analyst. She's thinking about what does it mean. She then faces a dilemma. How should she respond? How should she respond to this bomb going off? Not helped by Jason Short, of course, sticking his oar in. A bit of conflict there. She then decides to go outside the embassy to try and help the wounded outside. This gives us her next goal, which is to help the wounded, which, of course, she won't find easy to do, I can predict. And it also underlines that she's a sympathetic, caring character. The reader will want to know, we hope, how will her efforts fare? I can tell you, Helen in Blood Summit is going to go through hell for page after page after page. Now, I can imagine at this point that many of you great creative types out there are throwing up your hands in horror and saying, my God, these scenes and sequels, they're so formulaic. What about our creativity? I don't want to be constrained by Dwight V. Swain. Or you might also be thinking, how the hell do I apply this to my writing? My writing won't fit into these categories. So you guys, look, people, I feel your pain. And on the point about creativity versus using formulae, I can only say, try it. If you're writing any kind of fiction, whether it's romance, historical drama, science fiction, murder mystery or a thriller, using scenes and sequels can both strengthen your story, making your writer stronger and more compelling, and equally important, it can help you write faster and more efficiently. It gives you a framework within which to write. You may be like me and use the technique, but not all the time. Or you may just be a genius writer who can achieve fantastic results and wonderful books without using this technique at all. If that's you, that's great too. So how do I use scenes and sequels? When I'm writing, I always plan my fiction several scenes and sequels at a time. I don't tend to go very much more than a few chapters ahead because I'm never quite sure how my story is going to develop. But I do use the scenes and sequels and set up a number of scenes and sequels as a framework for my writing. So I start, first of all, with my point of view character in a certain situation, whether at the beginning of the story or halfway through or wherever he or she is. And then to plot the scene, I think to myself, what is she trying to achieve? What obstacles and conflicts 
could she face, ideally driven by her character and other characters in the story? What disaster could ensue? So that's how I plan a scene. And then if I'm plotting a sequel, I have her mull over whatever disaster has just taken place, make sure she's got some choices to take, and have her make a decision. So the unit of writing over which this scene and then a sequel could take place could be a page or several pages or a whole chapter. Or you might have a chapter which has one structure of a scene and a sequel throughout the chapter, which in turn is made up of lots of little mini-scenes with scenes and sequels. So that's my first stage of planning. And then still in my planning phase, I envisage a couple more sets of scenes and and sequels involving the same character. I can use these directly after the previous scene and sequel, the previous unit, or I can separate it out and use the subsequent scenes and sequels with that character after something else has happened to somebody else in the story, somebody with a different point of view, perhaps, if we have more than one point of view character in the novel. So other point of view characters, of course, will also have their own goals, conflicts and disasters, followed by their own reactions, dilemmas and decisions. So the scene and sequel structure applies for every character for whom you have a point of view. My third stage, if my first stage is um, to plot out the point of view's characters, first scene and sequel, then my second stage is to plot out a couple more scenes and sequels for that character, then I'm going to start writing those scenes. This might give me enough material for a chapter or two. I find that having a clear plan based around the scene and sequel structure helps my writing flow. Of course, I'm flexible. Often my character will decide to do something I hadn't expected. That's great. Or an unexpected obstacle will arise as I'm writing super or a new disaster will strike I wasn't expecting. That's great too. But I will want to make sure that my character has a disaster at the end of the scene and must come up with a decision at the end of the sequel. So, as I say, if you want to see a book crammed with scenes and sequels, do have a look at my Berlin thriller, Blood Summit. John Connolly called it hugely entertaining and Edmund de Waal, author of The Hair with Amber Eyes, said it was utterly gripping and you can see why if you have a look at it. My new thriller, Palladium, which is coming out in May 2022 from Immortal Works Publishers, is also built around the scene and sequel structure. If you're interested in writing technique, do have a look on my rleeturner.com website around the writing category, and you'll find loads of useful stuff there. Well, I hope you'll find it useful. Great. Look, uh, I'll stop there. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this podcast and happy writing. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Writing Books and Stories. If you like this kind of thing, do subscribe, and that'll encourage me to make more. If you want to hear all about my writing, there's a whole universe of stuff at robertpim.com or rleeturner.com. Do have a look. And thanks again for listening.